0: To prudent programmer episode 1 uh, the place to your finances and live a smarter nerdier and ultimately wealthier life My name is Stuart and today I want to give some intro about me and try and answer a question on many people's minds which is should I buy my first house during a, during a recession So I guess first first intros and I guess what to expect on this podcast and any random ramblings that I might spew forth. As the channel name suggests, I'm a programmer by day and a personal finance enthusiast, I guess the rest of the time. So you can expect a healthy dose of nerd culture along with my own UK focus on how to traverse your finances. That being said, it doesn't necessarily mean it'll be UK exclusive. And I hope in some cases it will be applicable to other parts of the world. So, on a bit of background about me, I've been working in various roles within the financial services for around a decade in the UK. That's from starting out in a call centre, servicing mortgages for one of the big four banks, going to analysing data for payment protection insurance, if we all remember that to creating and managing software, which is my current role, as a software engineer for a pensioned, pension administration company. And after dissecting my work history, I've come to the conclusion that I didn't quite realise it's been a decade. It makes me feel very old. I am um, a bit of an imposter in the north. If you can't tell, I'm not from the north, but I live near in Sheffield with my family i just got generally a real passion for all things money-saving and how to use hacks and tools to make my financial and day-to-day life that a bit easier. As a great thinker and famous philosopher of our time once said, every time I learn something new, a little of the old gets pushed out of my brain. No, not that not Homer. Homer from Tilly, of course. And Unfortunately, my brain is exactly like this, which is why I set up automated tools to do the thinking for me. It's taken me years to realize that I don't need to know all the information to make things work properly, as long as I've got either entrenched routines into my life, or I have the knowledge to know how to use tools which do all the work for me. So, given my background, I'll probably focus mostly on the personal financial side of things, so mortgages, pensions, investing and my own experiences with being a landlord and where it fits with whatever topic we're talking about I'll talk about the technology available and my experiences with creating some of that technology and how it can be utilised for yourselves to save you money because really that's what it's all about, making and saving money. So With the intro out of the way i thought i would jump into a topic that most people have an opinion on and that is your home specifically your first home and buying your first home now for those that were looking to buy in the very near future back in february i know what you're thinking things have happened since then and probably buying your first house isn't at the forefront of your mind right now and i'll leave it as elusive as that and i assume you all know what i'm talking about no, no, in fact, I'm going to refer to it as THE EVENT from now on because who doesn't love a bit of that Michelin web show? However, I would argue that for some people, the best time to think about buying a house is right now. In my opinion, there are two main factors to assess in order to decide whether or not to buy your first house. the actual appetite for risk, and your cash flow, and they tie into each other in a really big way. So let's start with risk. Risk when talking about mortgage applications is used to manage yours and the bank's actions and is used by the bank to determine if you're a customer that will pay back the mortgage on time each month. If you're deemed too high risk to the lender, it just won't lend you the money. But if they they can lend you the money but fall within a high risk category, you'll be charged more to borrow that money. In other words, a higher interest rate. It almost sounds counterintuitive to charge someone who is more likely. To not be able to pay back a mortgage higher monthly payment but it's just a measure put in place to make sure that if things do go wrong the bank has covered their own backs the bank will look into many risk factors to determine whether or not to lend you the money such as your age your income how many dependents you have what type of job you have so on and so forth however the two biggest factors they use are the ltv and your affordability So within these risk factors, let's start with LTV Your LTV, which stands for loan to value, is the ratio of how much you want to borrow against your deposit So for example, if you want to buy a house for £100,000 Just because it's easier to collate with the percentages here You've got £100,000 house And you've got a £5,000 deposit That means you have a 5% deposit and your loan-to-value is 95% If you're a first-time buyer it's more likely you'll be in the 90 to 95% group given that you won't already have any equity on a house uh, with up to about two-thirds of mortgages above 90% being first-time buyers according to the FCA uh, in their report from early 2019 if you're not and have something closer to 85 to 70%, congratulations, you've in the statistic And the banks will see you as a lower risk uh, At least from the LTB perspective The next step is affordability Your affordability is your ability to pay the mortgage each month Which will be determined by two things Your incomings and your outgoings So if after tax each month and after any major deductions, such as credit cards or loans, you have enough to cover the monthly mortgage, a lender is more likely to favour your circumstances. There are some similar factors that nearly all lenders look into, such as your credit cards or loans. Other factors, such as your food bills, student loans or childcare costs, might not be taken into account. It just depends which lender you look at. If you think that some of the more nuanced criteria will be something to trip you up, then a broken make might be a good next step so now that we've gone through the two main pieces that will determine your risk factor it's now time to talk about the event as i've described before and talk about the elephant in the room you can now ignore most of what i've just said <laughs> it's all down the drain kidding obviously well kind of Uh, there have been two major changes in my eyes to the way lenders are processing mortgage applications the first is that given there's a lack of staff in offices processing applications and due to lower ltvs i.e below 85 percent being mostly automated in processing most lenders have now withdrawn their 90 and 95 percent mortgages which is freezing a large chunk of first-time buyers from moving forward on buying their first home. The second change is that brokers have now been excluded from putting forward potential customers, meaning that any nuanced criteria or special offers usually done through a broker are either not available or can only be done directly. Now I have to say most of this is just speculation on mine and others' part, as lenders aren't that forthcoming on this information this brings us nicely round to your own risk and your own cash flow whether or not buying now is the right time when banks make their own risk and their own risk assessment i think it's more important than ever to determine your own risk and your own risk assessment alongside this any major purchases and with a quick google search you can easily find Arguments for and against buying in this environment and whether or not we'll slip into a deeper recession is anyone's guess really. And despite not being able to go all mystic meg and look into my deep into my crystal ball, we do know some ongoing characteristics of recessions which should play heavily into your own risk assessment. So what do we know? We know that recessions will likely affect GDP growth, employment rates will likely affect consumer spending as well. This recession in particular is unlike all the others, really. I guess they're all unique in some way, but they do have some similar characteristics. But this one will likely hit certain industries and areas more than others. For example, accommodation and food service, entertainment and construction, just name a few. And these already have been some major hit areas. So, after all that said and done, Who's now going to be available, and even should be encouraged, to buy in a recession their first house? And it's going to be those who have cash, so you can buy outright, or those who have a low LTV, preferably below 85%, and good affordability, and good chances of cash flow, considering the industries affected by this recession, i.e. your income if that's the case it would be the perfect chance to pick up a good housing deal if not don't worry too much just keep saving and waiting and just wait until the recession goes it's almost a certain factor that they will go they almost always go back up it's not always like this and things will get better To me, the programmer, Stuart for short, and I hope you found some of this at least a little bit useful. Please uh, feel free to subscribe to this podcast and provide feedback on it, as I really do want to learn how to provide something both enjoyable and content rich, really. Um, I was building out some more content and I really look forward to hearing feedback on it. Um, I was trying to think of a way to close this piece, and given the nerd and me, I'm just going to stick with. Alt F4 podcast.